I speak to you in the name of the living God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. If Christ our Lord is given all power in heaven and on earth, if all people purchased by his precious blood are by a new right subjected to his dominion, if this power embraces all people, it must be clear. He must reign in our minds. He must reign in our wills. He must reign in our hearts. He must reign in our bodies and in our members, which serve as instruments for the interior sanctification of our souls, or to use the words of the Apostle Paul, as instruments of justice unto God. So wrote Pope Pius XI in an encyclical in 1925, establishing the feast of Christ the King. His proclamation was in response to growing secularism and nationalism. World War I had settled with armistice just less than a decade before. World War II would build and break just more than a decade later. If Christ our Lord is given all power in heaven and on earth, he must reign in our minds. He must reign in our wills. He must reign in our hearts. He must reign in our bodies and in our members, which serve as instruments for the interior sanctification of our souls as instruments of justice to God. To what and to whom do you give yourself? To what and to whom do you give your mind, your will, your heart, your body? This day, this feast of Christ the King is filled with the glory and the grandeur of God. Crown him with many crowns, we sang at our beginning. Jesus will reign where'er the sun. We will sing at the end. And the spaces between are filled with the beauty and the fullness of the God who transcends and transforms. In the words of Paul's beautiful letter to the church at Colossae, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all things in heaven and on earth were created, things visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or powers, all things have been created through him and for him. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have first place in everything. And this day holds the reality of the kind of king our Christ is, the one who loves us so much that he chose to be like us in order that he might be with us. When they came to the place that is called the skull, there they crucified Jesus with the criminals, one on his right 
and one on his left. Father, forgive them, he prayed. Jesus, remember me, the criminal asked. The Savior we celebrate as King today is both transcendent and imminent, both all-powerful and also ultimately vulnerable. And again, I ask, to what and to whom do you give yourself? To what and to whom do you give your mind, your will, your heart, your body? Paul's letter to the Colossians calls the people of that church to declare themselves citizens of Christ's kingdom. He thwarts the powers and principalities that would proclaim their own ascendancy. Christ is sovereign, not the nation. Christ is sovereign, not the emperor. Christ is sovereign, not the economy. Christ is sovereign, no one else. Ugh. No wonder Paul found himself in jail. But the thing is, if our view of Christ is too small, then our view of everything else will be too big. Perhaps we need to use language that is strange in our mouths to describe our God as king. Perhaps we need to crown him with many crowns and trust that he will reign in every single place where the warmth of the sun shines. Perhaps we need the majestic poetry of Paul's letter describing the person of Christ as greater than we can ask or imagine. When we give ourselves to that faith, when we give ourselves to that Savior, perhaps our perspective on those powers and principalities that seem to loom so hauntingly large might diminish. And our view of Christ the King cannot only be of his grandeur, but of his humanity. He set his face toward Jerusalem. He stumbled as he carried the cross. He let them strip him of his clothes, take bets for who would have them. He asked God to forgive them, even as they crucified him. Each step, each word, each action, echoing his faithfulness and his love threaded through with the promise, even here, I will not leave you. When we give ourselves to that faith, to that Savior, perhaps the powers and principalities that seem to separate us might diminish. With Christ as King, the rules are different. The ruler is different. All assumptions about the way in which life goes on, indeed, about its very meaning, are different. As we give ourselves to faith, to him, our minds, our hearts, our wills, our bodies, we declare ourselves citizens of the household of God, and that calls us to something more than fitting Jesus into our current way of thinking, our current way of being. It means orienting ourselves through Christ, 
in whom we find the means and the meaning of creation. I'm grateful to be here today at the invitation of your rector and your stewardship chairs on this, your Consecration Sunday. To consecrate something is to associate it with, with that which is sacred. What a fitting day in the life of the church year to recognize this day, these commitments that you all make to uphold the sacred body that you are. What I can tell you about giving is that it has changed my life. When my husband and I decided to tithe 10% of what we earned, it changed our order and orientation. That gift tethered us to the church that we found as our home, the place that welcomed us to become part of them. It tethered us to our faith as a manifestation of what we believe. Rather than giving as obligation, it removed whatever obstacle might have been a point of our withholding. Our decision came from a sermon we heard in which the preacher shared the time when he realized that his need to give was greater than the church's need to receive. Whatever the church's need, I came to believe that our lives are transformed in the giving. Once more, I ask, to what and to whom do you give yourself? To what and to whom do you give your mind, your will, your heart, your body? Pope Pius XI proclaimed the feast of Christ the King nearly 100 years ago, I believe, because the powers and principalities of that time were real. I have every faith that those powers, those principalities, are every bit as real today as they were then. Giving your mind and your will, your heart and your body, and trust that Christ is King is a choice that defies the culture and context of this present moment and every other. I call you to it with faith and hope, with love. Give yourselves generously to the grandeur and glory of God. Give yourselves generously to the imminent closeness of God. Give yourself with the fullness of all you have, of all you are. Give yourselves trusting that in Christ, the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and we are in him. We are saturated in the fullness of God, even now. Because of Jesus Christ, we are connected to this stream of heaven and earth and all things. So let us crown him. Let us trust that he will reign, and let us know that he is very near to us as close as our next breath, as close as our last. And let our faith be the instrument of the interior sanctification of our souls, the instrument of justice to God. Amen.